0: sahanā bhavatu sahanau bhunattu sahaveryan karavā bahai tejasvi tamastumā vidvishāvahai om shānti shānti om pūrna madhap Purhamidam medam purna purnasya hu namada ya purnameva avashyasate om shanti 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 shruti om apyayantum vāk-prāṇas-cakṣu-śrāhu-tramato bhalamindriyānica-sarvāni sarvam-brahmau-panishadam māham-brahm-anirā-kūryām mā-mā-brahm-anirā-karod anirā-karnam-astva-anirā-karnam-me-astu Tadātmane nirate yau dharmās Te mai santu, Te mai santu Om shānti 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 shṛtes Ālayam karmanayam namāmi bhagavat Shankaram Loka Sankaram, Sankaram Sankaracharyam, Kesavam Bhadanayanam, Sutra Vashyakrtao Vande, Bhagavantava Puna Ishvaro Murti Bheda yoma vyat tad dehaaya mupasita vrutaye namaha om Page 336. Save Adastar. Soparistar. Sa 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 Sapaschar. Sapurasthar. Sadakshinata hair. Savutkarada hair. Save Idam, save Idam sarvam. It is. Athatu aham karadisha hai. aham eva adhistat. Aham puristat. Aham paschat. Aham puristat. Aham dakshinataha. Aham uttahataha. Aham evaidam sarvamiti. So Kumar says, I am not saying that, so sa-bhagavah kasmin pratishthita-hiti. Say Narada asked, O Venerable Sir, saha ha bhuma kasmin pratishthita-hati. is bhuma established? <coughs> Where is it located? Where is it station? Where does it have its being? Sri Mahivnidhi. A tentative answer is given Sri Mahimni in its own glory. <coughs> if you insist upon asking where, where is Pratistha, where is established, then I would say that Bhuma is established in its own glory. But If you ask me Paramarthanaya, in reality, namahinyapi we cannot say that bhūmāya is established even in its glory iti bhūmaha this is what we really have to say apratishthitah anāshthitah bhūmāya iti kvachitapi apratishthitah bhūmāya is no pratishthah is not Established in anything, doesn't have an establishment where it is established, doesn't have an ashraya or a locus or a support where it is supported, meaning Bhuma is self-supported, self-established, (coughs) self-existing. In the world of course, what is called Mahima or the glory is different kind of wealth such as a cattle, horses and gold and elephants and whatever. <clears throat> and usually in the world an individual such as a Chaitra is established in his own, in the glory which is defined by his wealth. So Chaitra or, or an ordinary person is, is glorious because of something. The Chaitra is established in his wealth and that's the glory and he remains glorious as long as the wealth is. <coughs> he is glorious because of wealth and remains glorious as long as the wealth is. That <coughs> glory is only, is only temporary, is incidental. It is not the inherent nature of this Chaitra, of a person. Glory is not the inherent nature of a person, a person is called glorious because of something which can go away. However intelligent the person may be, however learned, scholar person may be, it just needs no head injury, everything goes away. <coughs> however strong the person may be, the world boxing champion comes parking, Parkinson's, it's gone. And therefore, Makuru dhanajana yauvanagarbam in Nimesha, the idea is that all of these can be robbed away. Whatever is generally called glory in the world can go away, robbed away, It's incidental. So, Brahm- Bhūma is glorious not in this sense. It does not depend upon anything for its glory. Glory for Bhūma being infinite, being abundant is inherent, is the essential nature of (coughs) Bhūma. So then, how would you describe Bhūma? So, kintu evam Bravimiri this is how I to describe the glory of Bhūma, saiva dhastāt. Bhūma alone is a below, saiva parishtāt, he alone is above, saiva paschāt, he alone is behind. Sayo purastat, sa purastat, yellow in the front, dakshinatah on the right, uttaratah on the left. <coughs> Sayva idam sarvamvide. The bhuma alone is all this. <coughs> so, below, above, right, left, front, back, and then everything. Bhuma alone is everything. <coughs> so, Vashyaka explain kasmat panah kvachit na pratiṣṭhati ucchadriya Huma also is glorious and still you say that he is not established in anything. So how, how can it be? Because the glory that we are familiar with is like that of a Chaitra or a tom in heaven who is glorious because of something. Bhuma is glorious and not because of something. So, how do you say that is so? (coughs) You are smart because seva bhuma (coughs) adhastat. Bhuma alone is (coughs) adhastat. Alone is below. So, sthat pratya is added there. So, adhaha. So, what is puraspuraha? Then what is dakshinat, and then the tas praty- then tasavataha, whatever prathe <coughs> So dakshinataha, uttarataha, that tas there, then so it's a Then, here tas means, again it becomes only a, a, <coughs> It means below, above, behind, in the front. meaning natad vyate reke na that's all the point is that there is nothing other than bhuma saiva idam sarvam bhuma alone is all of this so the Tika can say so the question was asked Nanu, dviti yasya vasthuna pratya kshadi pramana prasiddhatvāt you find dviti vastu is there we find there is duality in our day to day life. Pramana Prasiddhatvaat. It is Prasiddhatvaat meaning everybody's experience by perception and inference, etc., that there is duality in our life. Then Kathantad Abhavayati Shankade. How do you say that there is something other than Bhuma? So here is a contradiction between our experience and what the Upanishad says. How do you say that? <coughs> so, Pratyakshali Pratitasya Atma Satyayava Satyana Pratitehe Atmani Adhyas Tattvena abhavat Abhavaat Adhvidyatva Medhi Pratitasya I mean. So, Pratida, whatever is perceived by the organs of perception, etc., <coughs> and then what is inferred and whatever, what is presumed, ātma-satya eva-satvena. So, whatever you think is different from you and whatever you think you perceive as different from you, ātma-satya eva-satvena First of all, a thing will become evident to you, you will perceive something provided it exists, then a pot exists, therefore you can perceive and a cloth exists and a table exists in whatever else. But that something possesses satta or existence, being is because of atma satya eva satya, The existence that is a self, and that is why everything exists. So, the existence that anything has is only because of Atma, because of the self, because of Bhuma. (coughs) The tikakara is Atma Sattaya, because the duality is between myself and others, drashta and drishyam. So, perceiver and perceived. That kind of duality is what we experience. But what is perceived is because of the perceiver. The perceived has existence because of the perceived perceiver. For example, whenever I look in the mirror, for example, I see something different. I see the two, I see myself and I see also a Swami in the mirror. So perceptually I see the duality, then how do you say that there is no duality? That is because the existence that the reflection enjoys is my existence. I impart existence to that. It is because I am. <coughs> so Atma Satya eva Satya yanat, whatever is perceived exists because of the sattva of the existence that is imparted to it by the very perceiver. <coughs> so then, what? Atmani adhista That means that reflection is something that is superimposed upon me. The reflection simply appears as different. But then, reflection enjoys its very existence because of the image that I am, and therefore. That reflection is nothing but superimposed upon. I. Therefore, tadvete can abhavat. So, just because something is perceived does not mean that it has to be necessarily different from the perceiver. It can be. But as in case of a reflection, even though reflection apparently appears to be different from the image, it is not really because. Reflection does not exist apart from the image. And so also what is perceived. Only Drushya does not exist apart from the perceiver the dshtha. However, perception is not the ultimate means to establish the reality of something. We have to analyze also what is the nature of that which is perceived and that what is perceived is because of perceiver. <coughs> Meaning that perceived or seen does not exist apart from the seer. Therefore, <coughs> So the question is that we perceive the divinity, but not realizing that what I am perceiving is myself. In all the names and forms what I perceive, Is nothing but myself, just as in all these mirrors, what I see is myself. If I do not know, then I may take those reflections as different for me, like a child would do, like a bird does, and keeps on pecking in the mirror, thinking that there is a different bird in there. <coughs> and so also, we keep on interacting in that manner. Like the dog, which went in the mirror room, and found dogs all around and started barking and fighting with them thinking that he is fighting with something other than himself. So human being, because of ignorance, does not know that what he perceives is nothing but his own reflection, (coughs) where the individual's subtle body or the mind becomes like a reflecting medium. And the consciousness that I am is reflected in all this reflecting media. So this is what the Upanishad wants to reveal, that even though there is an apparent duality, in reality there is only non-duality. Is non-duality in spite of duality. This non-duality is not the absence of duality, which of course it is, but it is in spite of non-duality. <coughs> Which means that in the Vedantic language, the duality that we perceive is mithya. And that is called jagat. So, what is jagat? What is creation? Creation is one becoming many, one appearing as many, not becoming many. And therefore, this manyness is a projection, is an appearance, not a reality, and therefore it is mithya. <coughs> Jasmā, Bhāsya can be written, Bhūmā, Adastat. So that Bhūmā alone is Adhastāt, what is Vira, etc.? Natat Vyatelekena, Anyat Vidyate. That does not exist anything apart from Bhūmā. Jasmīn Pratiṣṭhitaśyād. If something existed apart from Bhūmā, then Bhūmā can be established in that. See for something to be established in something, there has to be two. Like a book rests on the table, that was the two entities, the book and the table. So also for Brahman to rest on something, to be located somewhere, to be established in something. That was the Brahman one and the what it is established in. The adhara the ādheya and ādhara, ashita Ashraya. Pratiṣṭita, Pratiṣṭhā, only when two are there, then it is possible. Just because two are there does not mean that one is necessarily established in something, but the esta- the question of establishment will come, provided there are two, then possibly woman can be established in something had there been something different from Bhūma. But Natat Bhitelekhana Anyat Vidyate. So what the Upanishad wants to say is that Bhūma is all-pervasive. Bhūma is the Self of all. Bhūma is the Self of all and that pervades everything music. So Natat Bhitelekhana Anyat Vidyate. Yasmin yes, Pratishidasyat. There is nothing apart from Bhuma where Bhuma could possibly be established. There is nothing. And then then Bhuma is glorious anyway. It's Satyam jana, manantam And with Maya measura means it is omniscient, omnipotent. So where does Bhuma get all this? That is its nature, it's inherent in glory, it's inherent in Bhuma. <coughs> now the Kīkā called adhasthāgati, saptyam yantāt, prasamāntādmā, so adhasthāt word can be considered as the seventh case, even fifth case, and the first case. What this is tākratya is applied, the word which is indeclinable, can be used or is found to be used in all this way. So star can be below in its first case. Adhastar means what is located below, seventh case. The context is not here but from below also it could have been the, but that is not the context here. So Satyamyantar prasamantadva, Dva, what is Asthidhi I don't understand astiri pratyaya because that asti, I don't know what pratyaya is that. But then, adastat, what pratyaya is only tat. <coughs> so, satyam and tat. adastat can be, seventh case, location. So, what is located below? Adhastat would mean. Prasamantadva or below? What is below? What is, lo- what is located below is seventh case. The below itself is the first case. So above, for example, above, the idea of above is first case, that is bhooman, and what is above also is bhooman. So first case and seventh case. What is in front? First case front is woman, that's first case, and what is in front also is bhooman. So therefore, below and above, Behind and in the front, on the right and the left. All these ideas, the directions also are human. And what is located in the directions also is human. So that doesn't leave anything now. If what is located below is human, but below itself may not be human. The idea of below may be different. Or if below is different, what is located below may not be human. Vajasthāt is interpreted as seventh case, and it would mean that what is below is Bhūman. But what about the direction below? So there were Prasamānta. First case means the direction below itself is Bhūman, seventh case and what is located below also is Bhūman. <coughs> so it says, Tatasya Adodesha desha, Tattratyava Sarvopi savaya Therefore, adho desha, the very direction which is below, or the very concept of below, and tattrattyoa padasahaya, and whatever pada is there below, sarvopi sevaiti all of this is bhuman itself. So even the concept of below and above and right and left and front and back, those concepts themselves enjoy an existence which is imparted of Bhuma. And then, of course, whatever is located in those directions is. they also enjoy Sattva because of Bhuma. Meaning that Bhuma alone appears as all the directions, and Bhuma alone appears as whatever is located in those directions. That leaves nothing other than Bhuma. <coughs> is That Anuvadeya Bhumatta Vidhanat. So, Bhuma is now Bhumatta Vidhanat. Bhuma is here communicated or enjoyed or taught by this Anuvadeya. By this reiteration, that what is below and the direction below, etc., that is how Bhuma is described. So, Seva Dastha, Soapi, everywhere the Sa is there, you know. So then, there is anuvada, adhastat, Uparisthat, paschat, porashtat, so saha in each case is in fact described with reference to the direction as well as what is located in the direction. Therefore, the anuvada, bhumatma vidhanat, bhumada is taught with anuvada, so with reiteration of each one, everywhere the bhumada is, is repeated, you know. Then now the question is, how can Bhuma be everything? Because everything is all. There is lot of diversity and multiplicity and disparity. So how do you say Bhuma is everything? Bhuma is one, and everything is many and diverse, and you know, with lot of disparity. So says Bhadhaam Samadhikaranya. So see this. Saeva Idam Sarvam, Saeva Idam Sarvam, that's a Vakya. Same so means Bhumam, alone is all of this. So this samad, Samadhi Karanam is what? This Saha is also Prasamantra, Idam Sarvam also is prasamanta. So then they are located in the same Adhi same case, referring to the same entity. Now, this does not make sense, that one is many, so one and many are contradictory. Simultaneously, one cannot be many, this is idam sarho, all this many is from Bhuman alone. So then how do you say, bādhāyāṁ samādhikarṇyāṁ, samādhikarṇyāṁ is there but bādhāyāṁ, there is a negation involved here. For example, you can say that this actor A alone is beggar B, and king K, and minister M, whatever. So, A alone is B, and K, and M, and N and whatever. How can it be? How can one be all this king and beggar and everything also? Provided the king and beggar all superimposed and not a reality. Therefore, the so-called beggar has these two aspects in there, actor is there, and then the costume is there. One is real, other is mithya superimposed. Therefore, when you recognize the oneness of the king and the beggar and the minister, then something happens in our mind, what do we do? We discard in our mind the costume. So whatever is different in all of them, the viruddhaamsa, that is discarded. So, then this actor is, is a beggar. This beggar is actor. That can be recognized provided the beggar is let go. Beggar is negated. The beggar is understood as mitya. So, this actor is beggar it is also samadhi Battery is a rich person and beggar is a poor. you know, so how can there be one? Two contradictory things, because one of them is real, other is unreal. So beggar is negative, that's called bādha. So bādhāyaṁ samādhikarṇyāt, that's called bādha-samādhikarṇyāṁ, there's mukhya-samādhikarṇyāṁ and (coughs) bādha-samādhikarṇyāṁ. The purusha. This post is the ghost, the post and ghost cannot be one, cannot coexist. therefore the ghost is a superimposition, the post is real. And so when the Satyam comes with the costume of Mitya, that's how Bhuma comes before us only, Bhuma becomes a matter of our experience only when Bhuma appears before us in the costume of Mithya. Because what Pratyekshadi Pramana, the means of knowledge such as perception, etc., can only reveal what is Mithya. Cannot reveal Satyam. Meaning that consciousness cannot be revealed by the the means of perception because consciousness cannot be perceived, cannot be objectified. It's a very subject, the content of the subject. So what we see is all mithya and think that consciousness is many. that's our con- that's our conclusion. That atma is many. What is many is the names and forms are many. Upas is many. Costumes are many. From there we automatically conclude that atma is many. Consciousness is many. So that is where the problem is. If manyness was real, then manyness would not be a problem. What is real cannot be a problem. So if you were really different from me, and I was different from you, that if yusmat asmat pratyay go, what is gochara? So what is referred to by you and what is referred to by me, were really different from each other, then then there would not be a problem. But they are not different and I take them to be different, that is the problem. So reason why Vedanta has to make it a point to reveal the non-duality is because duality is not real. What is not real is taken to be real bias and then all conflicts come because then the, the second one becomes an object, is potentially a source of fear. So when something stands apart from me, apart from me, excluded. So when I exclude something, and something excludes me, that mutual exclusion is called duality. Two is not duality. But then, meaning that my reflection of myself is not duality. But another person, I am not that, that is not I, so then mutual exclusion is called duality. And that is what causes all the conflicts in our life. Everywhere same problem. Every problem arises from that. This fellow is a bhakta, and this fellow is a jnani, and this fellow is this, and that. Everybody, you know, everywhere problems. This is different, and that is different, and this is so, and that's how it goes on. So, siya ramai, sabha jagadani, karau pranam, jori jugpani is one thing, you know. Supposedly, but then, still, This difference in the mind continues to remain, that oneness is is a nice thing, but it is, you know, it is not recognized. (coughs) And that is what causes all the problems everywhere. Therefore Vedanta provides a fundamental solution of all the problem of grief, and sadness, and conflict, and whatever problems there are anywhere in the world, of any nature, is all creation only of the Dvaitam or mutual exclusion, duality. If duality is not there, if I am there, I can never be cruel to myself. I can never, you know, have any attachment or aversion from myself. The attachment also recalls for something different from me. And aversion, of course, calls for something different from me. Tatovana When they see, there is no jigupsa, there is no aversion. Person becomes free from all aversion when person sees the same self. And so this is the meditation. Anybody who comes in my mind, make the mind see, it is myself. This fellow? Yes. In that, but what is the difference? Only the costume is different. But then it's a mirror. Different mirrors are there. So the variety is all in mirrors. What is reflected is myself. (coughs) So, but this is such a sophisticated solution that in spite of Years and years of this study and so forth, it does not sink because the idea of duality becomes so deeply rooted. That I am not you and you are not me, so deeply then That begins all competition, everything begins. Comparison begins, genesis begin, competitions begin, everything begins there. Unfortunately, the whole world encourages that. Success is when you compete, and when you, at the cost of somebody else, you know, you go ahead, or you keep some, you, that's all winning game, you know, everywhere, the competitions are there, the sports are there, and so win and loss is there, and hurt and things are there, and that's how it, everything lives. The sport is no more a sport, to enjoy, you know, what you are doing, it is how to win, That's all. It has its own advantage, I will not say that, but then still, ultimately it only causes hurt and disappointment and hurt. What else to do, I don't know, that you have to find out a new system of how to enjoy the sport without being disappointed with, with defeat, etc. and all. And so not glorify the victory and not despise the defeat, but unfortunately, The idea of victory is what motivates a person because it's ego that is always emphasized. And moment you give the promise of victory and all kinds of temptations and benefits and you know glorification then person wants to be victorious. So what we are doing is we are the whole basis of our life is just based on A wrong thing, therefore a wrong concept, and therefore it's always damaging. Of course a person who wins is in euphoria and therefore, but how long will that last? As I gave the example some time ago, that is Usain Bolt is the the, the fastest runner in the world. From Africa, I think, yeah. Jamaica. Jamaica, yes. Jamaica. But he is not, you know, he is always watching every every uh, race and track that is going on. That nobody should, you know, better his, his record. Not only he is the best in the world today, but he wants to remain best forever in history also. So your ambitions always grow. You are not satisfied by being best in the world today or from the past, but you want to be best for all the time to come. That nobody will know. So, every day something goes on something the world is to watch. What’s happening? What's the record? Anyway, as I say, the whole the, the rules of the game have to be totally different, but these are the rules of game, all based on only gratification of ego. The only happiness that human being knows is happiness that comes from gratification of senses and gratification of ego. Of course there is aesthetic pleasure etc. is there, no doubt about that, but mainly it is gratification of ego. Everywhere the ego comes. Whether you are a musician or whatever it is, everywhere competition goes on. And everywhere, so anyway, the thing is, the solution to this problem is, what Upanishad provides, that Bhooma Abhavaha dhiti asya siddhya de sāmlika. If sāmlika Every must take place or even negation must take place then only there is identity in the apparent duality because duality is apparent therefore it can be negated and then what it leaves is non-duality so bhoom abhyatiregāna abhāvah dhiti asya siddhya What is called dvithi or the second one, our absence of that siddhithi is established when we recognize that the duality is mithya, is superimposition. (coughs) Only mithya can be negated, understand. We cannot and should not negate what is real, that also we do. Because we ahankara, we negate what is real also, we negate the whole person. The whole person doesn't need to be negated, only part of it is to be negated, not the whole. We throw a baby along with bath water, so that's what we do. Either naked everything or embrace everything. So it's only uktamevartham vyate rekat dvara vibranate. Uktamevartham, what is said? Vyatirekat-dwārā, Vyvanāti, Bhāshikārā explains Vyatireka, means the absence of something. Or the same as the uktātasya prakṛta upayogam darsati, that's how the Adarkīkākara says, uktātasya prakṛta upayogam darsati. What prakrudha? prakṛta? Prakṛta is that na-na-na-pratishthita. So bhuṁā is svimahinne Namahimni Pradeshita, is not established anywhere, you know. Okay, so that is Prakrutam. That Bhuma is no Pradeshita at all because Bhuma is non-dual and therefore that's the, so, Yadiva Namahimni, right. So, that Bhuma is not established, that's the Prakrutam. Namahimni, That Bhuma is not established in any glory. So, this non-duality, how is it useful in in proving that in in understanding the statement? That Bhuma is not established in Ardha, Bhuma is established in one glory, or Bhuma is not established in any glory. Not established. That's prakurta means that is the point in the discussion. Upayogam. So how this vision of non-duality becomes Upiyogi becomes helpful in explaining that statement. U Ruktamiavartam Vytirika Dwara Vivranati. So Uktami they said same thing, namahimniti, Vyatirikadvara, my Vytirika, Pasikara explains Sadeiti. So on the page three thirty seven we are told. Okay, one sentence is there. Tathā uparīṣṭāt ityādi samānam. So, this tathā uparīṣṭāt everywhere, the uparīṣṭhāt uparīṣṭhāt tatrātyāvāpādatātātātātātātāt. The direction and the objects there. So, the same way it is to be (coughs) explained. Continuing. Sati bhumnaha anyasmin bhumahi pratishthitasyat nathudanaste Sati bhumnah anyasmin So this is Vyatirika. Had there been something different from bhuma? Anwaya cannot because nothing is different from bhuma. So Vyatirika alone can be there. Had there been something different from bhuma? Anyasmin Bhumahi then Bhuma could possibly be established in something which is different from Bhuma. Had there been something different from Bhuma, Bhuma could be established in that which is different. But there is nothing other than Bhuma. Bhuma is non-dual. <coughs> And then Vastakara says, saevatu sarvam. So that's from Shruti, saeva idaṁ sarvam, saevatu sarvam or idaṁ sarvam, saeva, bhuma alone is all of this, nothing else, Bhuma alone is all of this, and bho- none other than bhooma is all of this, and Bhuma is indeed all of this, and nothing else. <coughs> Therefore, asau bhūmā, this bhūmā, Nakvajit kvajit pratiṣṭhitaḥ. means the seventh case, nowhere is bhūmā but established. <coughs> so, namahim nedi, that's what the statement is explained in this way, that is not established Anywhere. Meaning that the 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 mahima or the glory is the very nature of (coughs) human. Now the other Tigakara in the nine eleven takes up a long discussion here. Savatu viti. He alone is everything. Sarvataha Dharadeshu, Yadvata De Tatsara, Sayvaitianvayha. Sarvataha, all around. Dharadishu, on the earth, etc. So below, below means what? On the earth. Above is in the space, on the right and left and, you know, front and back. So, Dharadishu means all, below and above and front and... So, yet what they? Whatever exists in any direction. Tatsarvam seva. Those very directions are Bhooman, and whatever exists in all those directions also is bhūvan in the Anvaya. So that's how the Anvaya is. So Sarvatah is what, Uttaratah, Dakshinatah, that is what Sarvatah means. So Sarva, Dakshinatah, Uttaratah, same as Adhastat, Purastat. So what is Sarva? The below, above, behind, front, right, left makes up sarva, you know. So sarvataha means everywhere. Sarvataha, dharadishu, everywhere, below, in, on the earth and everything in the sky, yadvardhate, in all the directions, whatever exists, tat sarvam all of that is indeed that bhuman alone. Idi Anvaya. Ivam Jagataha Bhunaha Anyatwa Bhavepi Jivaha Bhumna Anyasyat. Okay. So this covers what? Jagat. Above, below, all around the jagat is included, all of that is bhuma. evam in this manner. Jagataha bhumna anyatva bhavebi. So, Upanishad says that whatever is anywhere is nothing but Bhuma, and therefore the Jagat is not apart from Bhuma, that is clear. But Jiva, bhuna, Anyasyat, what about the Jiva? The individual self can be different, still is not included. See, above and below includes everything around me, does not include me. So when you say that what is above and below and right and left, all is bhūma, and still it, it leaves me out. We always say, all of this is Brahman, okay, but that still we leave ourselves out, you know. So, therefore, then jīvo, so jīvo the jīva can still be different from bhūma. So Mahashyagara takes up that, Ahankaraatnatobadesha sevi pravadeke. Then Mahashyagara says, next one is, Athato Ahankaraadesha hai. So thereafter, Upanishad says that now we will give the Adesha. So Upanishad says, here is the Adesha of the teaching, instruction, with reference to Ahankara or as Ahankara to explain. So saha, that is the in the friend, that is, so saha refers to something which is removed, by the way. Aham is, of course, a paroksha. Saha means that, and that, that pronoun that refers to something which is a protect of me, paroksha, different from me, remote from me. So therefore, he is everything when we say that, then still that excludes me, therefore it may live in my mind. The idea is that everything else is bhooman, but I am not bhooman. So therefore, the next one is asato Ahankara Then thereafter is Adesha or instruction, is with reference to ahankara. That ahankara is jiva, and that also is bhooman, so that's the idea here. <coughs> so Mahasakara says, यत्र नान्यत पश्यदे इदि अधिकरण अधिकर्त ब्यताने देशार सेव अधस्तार इदिचे परोक्ष ने देशार द्रस्ट हो जीवार अन्यो भूमास्यार इदि आशंकार Kasashipma abhut idi athadaha anandaram ahankarade shaha ahankarina adisha ve idi ahankarade shaha so, so now same instruction is given with reference to Ahankara or Aham. So what is it? Ahame Vadastat. So from Seva Dasta it comes to Ahamevadhastat. So Bhuma is, and now Bhuma I am. So first Bhuma is known as, is everything. But then second step is what? I am Bhuma, I am below, and I am above, and I am behind, I am in the front, I am on the right, I am on the left. This is the most important equation that Vedanta teaches, you know. Because whether it is Brahman or Bhuma, whatever word is used, it is the nature of our mind always to look upon that is different from me and create a picture about that. So Bhuma also the may picture in my mind or concept in my mind and then it's always different because that is my orientation. Our orientation is to look at everything as different from ourselves and ourselves different from that. So I may mean imagine Bhuma is very glorious, is here, there and everywhere. But still, I am left out. So then the equation is complete. Don't think that Bhuma is something different from you. That I am below and I am above and I am behind and I am in the front. I am on the right, I am on the left. <coughs> so what was the need for saying that? And they say because... I would have a tendency to think of Bhuma also as different from myself. So when the Bhuma is used, it is not, I don't equate it with I. I do not equate anything with I in my mind, that is my orientation, I is I, everything else is different from I. Even Brahman also, Krishna also, whoever it is, always are thought of as different from I. Then I I may be a servant, I may be anything, you know whether I am mean a Bhakta, I am mean a Sakha, I am mean a Sevaka, whatever I am, Bhrutyashya Bhrutyashya bhutyasya whatever I am, but still different. And therefore, uh, in order to eliminate that idea, therefore, Aham Eva, so Ahankara Desha it says, but then it says Aham Eva Dastat, Aham Eva Purastat, Aham Eva pasyat I alone is all this. That's a big step. That requires me to let go of all my complexes. All kinds of complexes I'm entertaining about myself prevents me from seeing these things as aham And how does the complex arise? Complex arises on account of looking on myself as simply confined to this body, mind, sense complex. That's what I am. Is identification with this body, mind, sense complex that creates a sense of individuality, sense of confinement that I confine myself to only this body-mind-sense complex, that's what I do, because of ignorance. And so, that being the case, that very idea has to draw, only when, so that is what creates all complexes. The identity of body creates its own complexes and the identity of the mind creates other complexes the intellect, other complexes, so everything is limited. And therefore in the idea, every, every idea I have about myself, every concept I have about myself, is also called a notion about myself, always in, reveals, but all, it involves a sense of limitation about I. We cannot escape regardless of what I think about myself. However, great I may be. So the limitedness is always involved in every idea which arises from identification with the supadi. One cannot escape that. You can say, I am the greatest, this I am the strongest, okay, the body is the strongest and I am most intelligent, whatever you are. And still, the idea of limitedness can never leave us. (coughs) Therefore, the only way is to recognize everything, so when when all those things are given up, (coughs) all complexes, that's called antahakana suddhi. The purification of mind is the mind becomes free from all these complexes. Because identification of Upādi creates Rāgadveshas and freedom of Rāgadvesha comes only when the identification of Upādi becomes, you know, finer and finer. It cannot be that I have like a strong identification with this body-mind complex and I am still free from Rāgadvesha. Not possible. So that is why to become free from Rāgadvesha, Lord Krishna says, identify Ishvara. Ishwara would Buddhi, identify with Ishwara. being Ishwara in your life. More of I, more of Ishwara, less of I. So that's how it has to, that process has to happen. It is not that someday you all this I saw, where you can't see. Unless all this has been driven out, unless Ishwara comes in our life and pervades our life, and ahankara has so fine, you know, that it can be dropped. <coughs> but anyway, so what Upanishad reveals is the most sophisticated thing, is most wonderful thing. There is, I mean, people, those who have been exposed to these are just wonderstruck and they are so gratified. Wow, this is what it is, you know, it's like, what a sense of gratification, what a vision this is! Because it reveals my, my dimension. I'm not this helpless, helpless little thing that I think I am I'm not a creature. What is my dimension? Who am I in my dimension? I'm all pervasive. I'm the self of all. That's a huge thing from where I am today. And so I must approach that. It cannot be that all of a sudden this transformation happens that today I'm an animated entity and something happened, you know, somebody placed his hand on my head and then all of a sudden doesn't happen. It is a process. Meaning that I keep on expanding and stretching my ego. That's where the identification comes, you know. That's where karma-yoga comes. That I offer myself to whoever I am (coughs) serving. That offering is nothing but offering of the complexes and the ego, which culminates into recognizing that I alone am (coughs) everything. So then this teaching is brought, kept in mind. That becomes the basis for living your life, even even bringing Ishvara into our life, identification, being a contributor, all of these are based only on this vision. Ishavasya vidam saram yatkinca jagatyam jagat. That's a vision. Then alone comes kurvan neve jiji vishesh satam samaha etc. That karma yoga will make sense only when this is ultimate vision. A person can be karma yogi provided he has this ambition or he has this vision that this is his goal. Then you know, it is possible for, for you to just give up things. You cannot give up things by remaining a limited by only when you realize that limitlessness is our nature. Holding on to things, limited things only restricts me, it is a burden on me. So when they climb the mountain, they realize how everything is a burden on the backpack. They start dropping things, including that last apple. You know, so that also is dropped because that also is a burden when you go up there. <coughs> so that's the That's called the bad samadhi kind of negation process. <coughs> that's all burden. Every complex about I is a burden. <coughs> so. If that vision is kept in mind, then alone there can be an incentive that, oh, this is what I am really, what only I take myself to be? Then alone there is an incentive or a motivation to become free from these shackles. And all the things that are holding on, I am holding on to, by my possessions, my this, that, x, y, z, all of these are limiting me. What I look upon as my source of security, in fact, are all limiting me. They are not providing security, they are, in fact, a burden on me. If we recognize that, then there will be no, 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 problem, no competition in life and there is no ambition in that sense that I must be ahead of somebody else, etc. This stuff is not that. But anyway, the way we are oriented, we are oriented towards always becoming better than somebody, then only there is satisfaction. My satisfaction does not come from what I am, my satisfaction comes when I am better than somebody else, that's the problem. So that's the orientation we have, you know, from the childhood in this world. And that's what we see everywhere and we get trapped into that. But anyway, and so poor Vedanta students also don't become free. As long as the orientation does not go, so long you cannot become free. <coughs> anyway, so, aham evadam saramiti, I alone am everything. <coughs> so Mahashyagara says, yatra naanyat pasyati, iti adhikarna adhikartavvi nirdeshar. Yatra means where. Where one does not see the other. Where again is seventh case. Adhikana Sattami Location where? So Bhuma is location. Bhuma is that where one does not see anything. Understand? Bhuma is where one does not see anything other than oneself. So Adhikara, adhikarta Vyada, so everything is located in Bhuma. Oh seeing, not seeing, I the seer. I do not see anything other than myself in Bhuma. So Bhuma is where I am located in Bhuma. So Bhuma is called Adhikarna. Who am I? I am adhikartavya. Meaning the support and what is supported, locus and what is located. So Bhuma is the location where I do not see anything other than myself. That means I, all of this is different from Bhuma. So Bhuma is location. I am located. Location is called adhikarana. The location is called adhikartavya. Here Bhastri Gauras. Adhikarana, adhikartavya. What is the location? What is located? Ashraya, ashita. The support and what is supported. <clears throat> that, that very yatra, see the every word creates immediately in our mind an orientation. Bhuma, where one does not see anything other than oneself. Where? So my mind notes that. Bhuma is that where one does not see, where I do not see anything other than myself. So Bhuma is where I am located. Bhuma is Adhikaranam, I am So I am still different from Bhuma. <coughs> Nirdeshāt, number one. Then Saiva Adhastāt, He alone is below, He alone is below, that is He. So Bhuma is He, again different from Me. So Saiva is he. it is a paroksha Nirdeshāt, because Sa means that, which is the pronoun, which stand for paroksha, something remote from me. Drastuhu jivāt anyo bhūmasyāt and drasta located in bhuma, so that location is different, āgham located is different and he is all of this and I am different from that. So drashthu jivāt anya Drastuhu jivāt anyo bhūmasyāt that jiva, who is drashta, is different from bhūma. This is again from these words, we will come up with only this kind of conclusion. That bhūma is limitless, bhūma is, is abundant, bhūma is all-pervasive, boundless. But I am different from bhūma. So I always talk of bhūma as something different from myself, as glorious, as great, as all-pervasive, as self all. But I am not that. So, in spite of all the attempts on the part of Upanishads of describing Bhūma, including Saraya, alone is everything. And still, Trashtuhu jīvat anyo bhūmasyat, still my conclusion can be that Bhūma is different from me, I, who is a or a Seer or a perceiver. the āsankā this conclusion, someone may not, I at that conclusion, the words are sufficient for us to give up the I. Meaning, when we say that Guma alone is everything, that should include I, otherwise Swami always used to say that, if Brahman is limitless, then limitless has to include I, it cannot be separate from me. But then we always think of limitless as limitless, I as I. If we recognize what is limitless, then If I look upon limitless as different from I, then that also becomes limited, but I don't realize that. Because looking upon I as a limited entity that is so strong, that orientation is so strong that even limitless also is automatically taken as something different from me. And therefore that divided or division between the dhasta and bhuma doesn't go. Although each one of the sentences is adequate. To remove all duality, if you really probe into that. But superficially, yatra is there, because some words are to be used, saha is there, and therefore one may continue to think that oneself is different from bhuma. Iti asanga kasridivna that one may not come up with this conclusion, one may not really ultimately conclude with this conclusion therefore so atah means anandaram thereafter so having given instruction with reference to bhuma now you are giving instruction with reference to aham Ahankara desha so what is ahamkara desha ahamkarena adishwaredi ahamkara not ahamkaraasya adesha This is not instruction about Ahankara. This instruction through Ahankara. Or as Ahankara, ultimately you say. Ahankarana can be through Ahankara, even instrumental case. Ahankarana. By Ahankara. Through Ahankara. Or it can be Itambhuta Trutiya, in which case, as Ahankara. So, Vajnathaktika Kaya will explain Ahankara Rupayan Ekthyartha. So ahankara rupena adesha. Ahankara adesha means what? Ahankara rupena Adesa. Not ahankara se Not ahankaren adesha even. Ahankara rupena adesha. As ahankara ma will tell you. <coughs> As ahankara. Not through ahankara. <coughs> Just to who? Anyatva dashanartham. Dastu So, as I, the instruction is that I is below and above, etc., etc. And so, what is bhūmā also is below and above, I also is below and above, therefore, I cannot be other than bhūmā. They cannot be two entities that are all pervasive, and therefore, dastu ananyatma Bhumaya Nirdhishyate, Bhuma alone is Nirdhishyate, alone is shown here, Ahamkara, as Haamkara. Therefore, Aham Yavadastha Dityavira Nirdhishyate, that I alone is below, I alone is above in this manner, Ahankara is shown, Bhuma is shown as very ahankara, and that's how to erase any kind of, it's a conceptually, there is no distance really. So distance is all in my mind, created by my mind. Unfortunately, the distance I create by my mind is enough for me to, to suffer all the consequences of the distance. Even though really distance is not there, even though this person loves me, the person is my friend, but I think he doesn't like me. I say, look at the way he looks, you know, he looks there, whatever. Immediately, it doesn't matter what the person is. What matters is what my perception is. Ultimately, what matters in our life is our perception. And basically, perception about ourselves. And that gives rise to the perception about others. So therefore, that is thought to be changed, and the perception about ourselves is thought to be changed. And so, because, we generally do not let go of that perception that I am what I am. That Bhuma can be everything, Bhuma is limitless, fine. Bhuma is self all. Still I am what I am. Not of course self of me also, but then still. So therefore, this specifically said, So Ahanka Hamevadast, I am alone. <coughs> I am alone below I alone am below, I alone am above, etc. bhuma So aham, bhuma alone is nirdhishade. As aham, bhuma alone is shown. So this the thing that aham is bhuma. The tikka will explain it somewhat differently but say bhuma eva nirdhishade. Aham kaayana, aham eva na, bhuma eva nirdhishade. Meaning that Upanishad clearly shows the non-duality between bhuma and aham. (coughs) Okay, we'll continue. om purna madh purnamidam purnaat purnamudacchave purnasya purunamadya purnameeva om shantish shanti, shanti. shankaram shankaracharyan keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashyatu Tauvande Bhagavanta Upunapkuna Ishvaro Guratme De Murti Veda Vibhagile Vyoma Vadhyapta Om Shanth Shanth Shanthi hariyo shri gurubhyo namaha